Awake, awake, put on thy strength, O Zion. Put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem. O Lord, open thou our lips. Mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 79, on the bottom of page 439. O God, the heathen are come into thine inheritance. Thy holy temple have they defiled, and made Jerusalem a heap of stones. The dead bodies of thy servants have they given to be meat unto the fowls of the air, and the flesh of thy saints unto the beasts of the land. Their blood have they shed like water on every side of Jerusalem, and there was no man to bury them. We are become an open shame to our enemies, a very scorn and derision unto them that are round about us. Lord, how long wilt thou be angry? Shall thy jealousy burn like fire forever? Pour out thine indignation upon the heathen that have not known thee, and upon the kings, kingdoms that have not called upon thy name. For they have devoured Jacob, and laid waste his dwelling place. O remember not our old sins, but have mercy upon us, and that soon, for we are come to great misery. Help us, O God of our salvation, for the glory of thy name. O deliver us, and be merciful unto our sins for thy name's sake. Wherefore do the heathen say, Where is now their God? O let the vengeance of thy servant's blood that is shed be openly showed upon the heathen in our sight. O let the sorrowful sighing of the prisoners come before thee. According to the greatness of thy power, preserve thou those that are appointed to die. And as for the blasphemy wherewith our neighbors have blasphemed thee, reward thou them, O Lord, sevenfold into their bosom. So we that are thy people, and sheep of thy pasture, shall give thee thanks forever, and will always be showing forth thy praise from generation to generation. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth. All right.
Here beginneth the 17th verse, the 26th chapter of Proverbs. Whoever meddles in a quarrel not his own is like one who takes a passing dog by the ears. Like a madman who throws firebrands, arrows, and death is the man who deceives his neighbor and says, I am only joking. For lack of wood, the fire goes out, and where there is no whisper, quarreling ceases. As charcoal to hot embers and wood to fire, so is a quarrelsome man for kindling strife. The words of a whisper are like delicious morsels. They go down into the inner parts of the body. Like the glaze covering an earthen vessel are fervent lips with an evil heart. Whoever hates disguises himself with his lips and harbors deceit in his heart. He speaks graciously, believe him not, for there are seven abominations in his heart. Though his hatred be covered with deception, his wickedness will be exposed in the assembly. Whoever digs a pit will fall into it, and a stone will come back on him who starts it rolling. A lying tongue hates its victims, and a flattering mouth works ruins. Here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the first chapter of the first epistle of Peter. <clears throat> Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the pilgrims of the dispersion <clears throat> in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, in sanctification of the Spirit, for obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, whom having not seen, you love. Though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Of this salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who pro prophesied of the grace that would come to you, searching what? 
or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, who was in them, was indicating when he testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. To them it was revealed that not to themselves, but to us they were ministering the things which now have been reported to you through those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things which the angels desired to look into. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you and with thy spirit let us pray our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, we beseech thee to keep thy church and household continually in thy true religion, that they who do lean only upon the hope of thy heavenly grace may evermore be defended by thy mighty power. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, 
in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom. Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemy, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. We're beginning a <clears throat> new epistle, the first epistle of Peter, and it's, it's kind of important to understand that it he's, what he's doing is adopting the narrative and language of the covenant, covenant language rooted in the Old Testament, and now redefining it in terms of, 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 the, of the Christian story. So there are certain key words. Um, so Peter may, may have written this, no one exactly knows, there's not a lot of historical details, but it's possible he is in Rome writing to Christians. He mentions uh, locations largely in Asia Minor, um, and he talks, he says, to the pilgrims of the dispersion, and this was the, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the, the sort of historical identity of the Jewish people after the um, judgment of the Old Covenant, the Jewish people were scattered or dispersed in various countries around the world, so the diaspora Jews, as it were, what they what was called, and that was the narrative of God's chosen people scattered in the world, living as his chosen people in the midst of, you know, the Gentiles. And so Peter is taking that narrative and re-configuring re, you know, it in terms of the church, because now the pilgrims of dispersion are not Jews in the midst of Gentiles, but the new covenant people who consist both of Jew and Gentiles now in the midst of a, of a world that opposes it and in a, a sort of strange sort of twist of narrative, sometimes it's actually um, the Jewish leadership that opposes the, the people of God. This new, and, and what's important about this from a Christian perspective, I think in generally a, a perspective of faith is that um, we have to understand the story we're living in. It's not just a matter of you know following a rule or doing these things religiously, but we're we're in a story, a story, a narrative of redemption that carries forward all the themes of the old covenant. And so we, we get in, in certain key words in this in this lesson today that that highlight the connection of our faith to the old covenant. First, the word pilgrim means resident alien. So we're like Israel in like Abraham in the promised land before the conquest, we live as God's people. We don't really belong here, but we live here. It's, we're gonna inherit it, but it's not ours yet. And that kind of status as resident alien is, is a significant um, defining factor of God's chosen people. And actually God's chosen people do better when they adopt that status. The more they become at home in the world and in power, they tend not to fare as well. The word elect, he calls them the elect, which means God's chosen people rooted in the Old Testament. According to the foreknowledge of God, that is what's happening despite the chaos and apparent in the world is according to God's plan, it's unfolding. Um, 
and it, he talks about the sprinkling of blood. This is a sprinkling of the old covenant blood, uh, the Passover blood that saved Israel, the, the Day of Atonement sprinkling blood that cleansed the people. Now this is the blood of Jesus Christ that fulfills all that and sprinkles us and makes us clean. And the purpose of that is for obedience. So where in sin, in our natural state, we have rebelled against God. Now, through the sprinkling of the blood of Christ, we've been brought back into obedience. And the result of this, therefore, he uses the covenant word uh, peace, which is shalom. We live in the peace of God. And grace is also that word that the new covenant brings in that speaks about God's favor to us that gives us this peace. And so... Is it, is, as we as we think about all the things that we're supposed to do in life, we have to be, you know, as followers of Christ, we need to be mindful of this narrative setting. Resident aliens in the world, surrounded by people who don't agree with what, who don't accept Christ, but called to be witnesses, called to be holy and separate, called to live in peace and joy. And then he talks about the testing because that's always been the vocation of God's chosen people from the Garden of Eden, where God's first children were tested, to Israel, which is tested in the wilderness. And so Peter's picking up this, this is our vocation as pilgrims, is to be tested so that our faith will be proved. And then the day when our inheritance, which is uncorruptible, undefiled, can't be touched by this world, when that inheritance is revealed, our faith having been tested will be shown to be to be genuine. And so this is all situating Christian faith in the as the fulfillment of this narrative that stretches back to the Old Testament. And that's very important for us to remember the story we're living in uh, and also where, where, we're, where we're going uh, in terms of God, heirs of God's kingdom and the inheritance which we're waiting for, which is not here as resident aliens. It is coming to us at the, at the coming of Jesus. A few thoughts about today's lesson from First Peter. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts of conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, and the bond of peace and righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. This we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men.
We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful.